Don Juan by Gordon Lord Byron, Canto Five, Part Two. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Gallagher of petergallagher.com.au. Just now, a black old neutral personage of the third sex stepped up and peering over the captives seemed to mark their looks and age and capabilities as to discover if they were fitted for the purposed cage. No lady e'er is ogled by a lover, horse by a blackleg, broadcloth by a tailor, fee by a counsel, felon by a jailer, as is a slave by his intended bidder. Tis pleasant purchasing our fellow-creatures, and all are to be sold, if you consider their passions, and are dexterous. Some by features are bought up, others by a warlike leader, some by a place, as tends their years or natures, the most by ready cash. But all have prices from crowns to kicks, according to their vices. The eunuch, having eyed them all with care, turned to the merchant and began to bid, first but for one and after for the pair. They haggled, wrangled, swore too, so they did, as though they were in a mere Christian fair, cheapening an ox, an ass, a lamb, or kid, so that their bargain sounded like a battle for this superior yoke of human cattle. At last they settled into simple grumbling, and pulling out reluctant purses, and turning each piece of silver ore, and tumbling some down, and weighing others in their hand, and by mistake sequins with paras jumbling, until the sum was accurately scanned, and then the merchant giving change and signing receipts in full, began to think of dining. I wonder if his appetite was good, or if it were, if also his digestion. Methinks at meals some odd thoughts might intrude, and conscience ask a curious sort of question about the right divine how far we should sell flesh and blood. When dinner has oppressed one, I think it is perhaps the gloomiest hour which turns up out of the sad twenty-four. Voltaire says, no. He tells you that Candide found life most tolerable after meals. He's wrong. Unless man were a pig, indeed, repletion rather adds to what he feels. Unless he's drunk, and then no doubt he's freed from his own brain's oppression while it reels. Of food I think with Philip's son, or rather Ammon's ill-pleased with one world and one father. I think with Alexander that the act of eating, with another act or two, makes us feel our mortality in fact redoubled. When a roast and a ragout and fish and soup by some side dishes backed can give us either pain or pleasure, who would pique himself on intellects, whose use depends so much upon the gastric juice? The other evening, t'was on Friday last, this is a fact and no poetic fable, just as my greatcoat was about me cast, my hat and gloves still lying on the table, I heard a shot. 
"'Twas eight o'clock scarce past, and running out as fast as I was able, "'I found the military commandant stretched in the street and scarce able to pant. "'Poor fellow! For some reason surely bad they had slain him with five slugs "'and left him there to perish on the pavement. "'So I had him brought into the house and borne up the stair, "'and stripped and looked to.' but why should I add more circumstances? Vain was every care, the man was gone, in some Italian quarrel killed by five bullets from an old gun-barrel. I gazed upon him, for I knew him well, and though I have seen many corpses, never saw one whom such an accident befell so calm. Though pierced through stomach, heart, and liver, he seemed to sleep, for you could scarcely tell as he bled inwardly no hideous river of gore divulged the cause that he was dead so as i gazed on him i thought or said can this be death then what is life or death speak but he spoke not wake but still he slept but yesterday and who had mightier breath a thousand warriors by his words were kept in awe. He said, as the centurion saith, Go, and he goeth. Come, and forth he stepped. The trump and bugle till he spake were dumb, And now nought left him but the muffled drum. And they who waited and worshipped, They with their rough faces thronged about the bed To gaze once more on the commanding clay, which for the last, though not the first time, bled. And such an end, that he who many a day had faced Napoleon's foes until they fled, the foremost in the charge or in the sally, should now be butchered in a civic alley. The scars of his old wounds were near his new, those honourable scars which brought him fame, and horrid was the contrast to the view but let me quit the theme, as such things claim perhaps even more attention than is due from me. I gazed, as oft I have gazed the same, to try if I could wrench aught out of death which should confirm or shake or make a faith. But it was all a mystery. Here we are, and there we go. But where? Five bits of lead, or three, or two, or one, send very far. And is this blood then formed but to be shed? Can every element our elements mar? And air, earth, water, fire live, and we dead? We whose minds comprehend all things? No more. But let us to the story as before. The purchaser of Juan and acquaintance bore off his bargains to a gilded boat, embarked himself and them, and off they went thence as fast as oars could pull and water float. They looked like persons being led to sentence, wondering what next, till the caic was brought up in a little creek below a wall or topped with cypresses, dark, green, and tall. Here their conductor, tapping at the wicket of a small iron door, was opened, and he led them onward first through a low thicket, flanked by large groves, which towered on either hand. They almost lost their way, and had to picket, for night was closing ere they came to land. 
The eunuch made a sign to those on board who rode off, leaving them without a word. As they were plodding on their winding way through orange bars and jasmine and so forth, of which I might have a good deal to say, there being no such profusion in the north of oriental plants, etc., but that of late your scribblers think it worth their while to rear whole hotbeds in their works, because one poet travelled amongst the Turks. As they were threading on their way, there came into Don Juan's head a thought which he whispered to his companion. "'Twas the same which might have then occurred to you or me. "'Methinks,' said he, "'it would be no great shame if we should strike a stroke to set us free. "'Let's knock that old black fellow on the head and march away. "'Twere easier done than said.' "'Yes,' said the other. "'And when done, what then? "'How get out?' How the devil got we in? And when we once were fairly out, And when from St. Bartholomew we've saved our skin, To-morrow'd see us in some other den, And worse off than we hitherto have been. Besides, I'm hungry, and just now would take Like Esau for my birthright a beefsteak. We must be near some place of man's abode, For the old negro's confidence in creeping With his two captives by so queer a road Shows that he thinks his friends have not been sleeping. A single cry would bring them all abroad. Tis therefore better looking before leaping. And there, you see, this turn has brought us through. By Jove, a noble palace, lighted too. End of part two.